What's going on, everybody? Kevin here. And before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know, uh, I am going to be completely open, honest, and vulnerable with a story in this episode of something that happened to me, something that I have not spoken about before. Uh, it was a defining moment, a lesson learned, a moment uh, where I needed to look inward to find out what I was really made of and not succumb to how I felt in the moment, but to learn about how I can push through and become a version of myself that I could be proud of. So if this resonates with you, if you connect with this story, if you've made mistakes and overcome those mistakes, um, please share this episode. Please give us a like and a follow. That's all that we ask of you. And uh, I really do hope you enjoy what Stacey and I speak about today as it is extremely important to us. Um, and I look forward to hearing feedback uh, as you listen. Thanks so much. But uh, we, we missed our call earlier today. So how the heck was your Wednesday without me at uh, 9 a.m. of your time? Uh, I took a nap. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I took a nap. I had a little bit of a cold, so I was uh, actually thankful for the delay because I was really hoping that I had a voice and didn't sound completely stuffed or congested for us to do this. Yeah. And as it hit, I was like, no, I need my voice for us, for Kevin and I to have this conversation. We're not putting this off. Yeah. Like, body, I need you to respond. Well, so. I was, I'm thinking more about next week. I don't want you to be sick for that. So. No, that's Rest why up. I was like, let's let it happen this week. It was literally as Justin was leaving. I was like, okay, I've got a week in between to recover. This is delightful. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're feeling a little bit better and we Thank got some you. time. Um, you were with Justin. I saw that uh, he went horseback riding and <laughs> he told me his horse was biting another horse's ass on the on the ride. So that looks fun. Uh, I'm going uh, riding in a couple of weeks in uh, Colorado. So can't wait for that. Oh, that's going to be amazing, especially at that time of year. Like the colors are going to be stunning. Yeah, I'm pumped. It's uh, it's gonna be like that's a vacation. Like, see, ya. don't need me for five days. I'll see you guys when I get back. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, um, I just wanted to jump into this thing. Like, Let's go. we're we're you know, so really, what I wanted to talk about was you know, I'll start with saying the story, um, which leads into our topic of the day. Um, did you know that I used to work retail? Like, I was a yes. retail manager, right? So, um, I. It was the first job I applied for out of college, and uh, it was uh, with the Abercrombie and Fitch company. And uh, you know, I worked at a Hollister. Um, they're part of the same brand, and I went through their uh, MIT program. You know, funny, right? MIT mm -hmm. uh, manager in training. Um, <laughs> and uh, with that in mind, I quickly learned the ropes: uh, front of house, back of house, customer service, overnight shift, everything. Uh, and six months later, I, they, I had my own store. Right. So like, yeah, I was a store manager um, getting paid like less than $30,000 a year um, working insane hours. Right. So um, I learned a lot there. And, you know, um, I was like, yeah, I want my own store. This is going to be amazing. And I had no idea what that meant. Right. Like the responsibility it came with, like leaving my team and my, my the people that I knew and saw every single day and went to this small store. All right. I was in like the most, we, we, we ran the Hollister that had the most volume out of any other Hollister that was not a flagship in the entire world. Right. So like it was fast paced. It was in your face. We had corporate visits all the time. And then I went to this like little hole in the fucking wall store with people who didn't have the same mentality and mindset that we did. Uh, and I was in charge, 
And with being in charge, you know, I knew all of the how to, but like rallying the troops was really challenging for me. Um, And then like, you ever, have you ever been in a job position where or worked with someone, be a relationship where like, they just don't uh, follow with like the direction you're going. Like everybody knows how to do the right things, but like their attitude sucks. And you're like, that was my whole entire team. Um, <laughs> so mind you, when that happens to me, I lost like the spark and the interest of like, this is amazing. We're going to be a kick-ass store. We're going to be the best store. Um, and when that happened to me, like I started to think on all of the negative and like how and then selfishly at the time I was young, a new job, first job, right? Like first store that I ever held, I was like, well, how am I going to look if things don't be successful and we're not going to, you know, be on top. So what happened was, uh, I started to realize how much money I wasn't making for all of the work I was trying to do. And that hit me really hard. Um, so what I would do is like, I, and like, I'm embarrassed to say this now, but it was like the biggest lesson I could have learned at the time. Um, I would like have the shirts that we'd wear. Cause you have to like look good working for Abercrombie and Hollister, right? Like it was part of the job. But what I did was like, I would take the old shirts and then I would like put them in like a return pile and I put on new shirts and I was like, Oh, okay. Like, this is, this is okay. Like, you know, like I work here, I work so much. I'm not getting paid enough. I justified it. And, um, one day the, uh, loss preventions in the store. And I, I knew these guys, like we would, you know, hang out, get shoplift, shoplifters together. And, um, then they pull me into the back of the store and they sit me down and they're like, Hey, what do you think about this? And they just showed me on camera taking my old shirt, going into the fitting room, taking my old shirt off, coming out with a new one and putting the other one in like the return bin. And I was like, fuck, I'm getting arrested. I, I froze. I was like, look, and this is the, like the God's honest truth. I was like, man, I don't have money. I need to wear these new clothes. Like we are visits. Like I have to be in charge. And they're like, look, we're pulling you in here instead of taking you out in handcuffs because we know that you care. We know this isn't who you are. We know that you, this isn't who you're meant to be. And like you, you fucked up. And I was like, yes, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Like whatever it costs, like I'll find a way to pay it back. I'll put it on a credit card or whatever it was. And they were like, Hey, we're going to have you do that. And we're going to have you actually say that you're not going to work here anymore. And I was like, okay. But in that moment, I realized what I did isn't who I said I was. And I was asking this of everybody else in the store and leading by example, because like if one person saw it, then everybody saw it. And if they didn't, like that's what my mindset was. But I justified it at the time because I was unhappy and I was broke and I was like, life sucks. So like it went from like, everything is great to everything is bad. And like, then I made bad decisions. So I lost my integrity. And I don't ever want to lose that again. So that's why I want to talk about the importance of integrity today. 
because that could have went down a totally different path. And I am blessed to have a second chance. Mind you, this years and years and years ago, I paid everything back. Like it was a couple shirts. Everything went well. I moved on, got another job. They didn't put it on. Like they didn't like they gave me a good reference. Like they're like, look, you fucked up. Like, let's just call it what it is. Just like be a better person. Like for whatever reason, they trusted me and they were like, you're an idiot. Instead of like, here's handcuffs. Good luck. So like integrity is one of our core values at Hidden Summit. And it's something that I care about deeply. And Stacy, I've never shared that story before. So I'm like happy to share it with you. Because I believe, and maybe I'm fucking wrong. You can just be like, hey, like I'm not working for you anymore. See you later. But like, I knew you wanted to have this conversation with me on integrity. So like, how do you define integrity? First of all, thank you for sharing that with me. Two, for not today's conversation, but for the longevity of how long we've known each other, our integrity has been questioned, tested, and all of that over the last 16 months that we're at a place right now, which is a different conversation, different day, that we got to test each other's and see what each other were made of. So there's yeah. not much. I can't think of anything if we look back on the last 16, 17 months that you could say or tell me that I'll be like, peace out. Cause I asked to be here. I asked yeah. to be here. And so, and I'm super fucking thankful for that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying that right now. It's super really important to me. Asked to be here. I fought my ass off to, to be that's, here. That's right. <laughs> kind of went through the gauntlet to stay. So I think it's important, especially for you to share that story for as the world sees you now, that all of us have a story that we could tell. That's how you let in with a story that you didn't never shared publicly before. And it has so much power because those of you who are listening right now, like, oh, well, I see who he is now. Me too. I want to offer you that at any moment you can pivot at any moment you can take I am not living in integrity. I am not living by the standards or values that I said I, that I wanted to be in change. So if I'm going to define integrity for me personally, it is really keeping true to the promises I said I would make to myself. At the core of who I am, what do I believe to be true that, that I don't pivot from? Yeah. And do I operate out of that at any given moment? Because it's tested. It's not like mm -hmm. now that you have this um, stronger integrity that there aren't moments that it could be called into question. There's always those things like I could do this and nobody would see, or I could do this workaround and nobody would know. It really is doing the thing, the right thing when nobody else is watching. You didn't yeah. know that somebody was watching. And we know that we're watched because of our jobs. Like our jobs are online on social media with people, it comes with a territory that everything we do is watched almost at a higher level than if you didn't have eyes on you. I don't want to say the real world because this is the real world, but in person, there's more that you can hide in distance than you can online because people are looking for that connection. Are they really who they say they are outside of this, outside of this platform? And you sharing that story, I think, builds so much trust with the people who do get to watch us, that you're a little bit more human. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. 
the, the definition is quite literally the you know the ability to have strong morals and be honest in who you are. So with that in mind, you're right. Like people see us all the time on social media. My goal is to share that that's exactly who I am. Because you and I both know that there are people out there who are not that way. And for however successful that they are, I really believe in karma. And karma's a bitch. Because when it comes down to it, like I'd rather be face-to-face with somebody than like, be in front of millions on, on the internet. Now, if it happens to happen both ways, let's go. I'm on board. I'm on board that train. But how, like, if we were going to break down integrity into pillars, right? I think we can come up with a few. Like, my, I have three in mind. Um, And you said you led into it. The first one, like, honesty is huge. So I think honesty falls into two categories honest with others and honest with yourself. And I'll tell you back to the story I was just telling, like I was being honest with others, like guiding them to be the best store that we could possibly be. But who was I not honest with to make these bad decisions or these diminishing of like these terrible decisions? I was honest. I wasn't honest with me. It was more about like how I was viewed than what I was doing. And I think that was because I was in an unhealthy place in the sense of I was a broke college kid. Like I had some success. I graduated. That felt really good. But then like, oh, we're working all these crazy hours and I don't have money, but I have all these bills coming in. Like those normal things stressed me out at the time, which I'm sure they stress out people today just the same. But once I started being honest with myself, that's when I was able to actually not give a fuck about what anybody else thought and i could actually just go back to my moral compass and lead with the best intentions through my actions so what would you say another pillar of integrity is if we're going to follow up honesty i'd go with accountability that i 100% see that People are mostly honest with other people more than they are with themselves because they don't want to be judged. They don't want the shame. And you can, it's harder to lie to other people. It's really easy to lie to yourself because nobody else is calling you out on that bullshit. Do you think they're honest with other people or do you think they just say what they want? They say what they think other people want to hear. Uh, Both. Depends. It depends on what they're trying to hide and what they don't want to take accountability for. Right. And if they think there's going to be a consequence, for that honesty. Mm-hmm. And I think, and we can get into it later, but there's a cost to integrity. Yeah, There's a cost to, you shared what it costs to not have your integrity in check. And we can get it until later. We both could. What keeping our integrity has cost us as well. And I think that's the opposite side of the coin that people don't talk about. Sure. Like, oh, when I lost my integrity or I didn't honor it, oh, it cost me all those things. and that's almost easier because you expect that. Mm-hmm. And as we move from honesty into accountability, and that's taking responsibility for your actions, that's not always easy. That comes with repercussions. Now, repercussions aren't always bad. We think of repercussions of, oh, something bad happens. Well, if you invest your money well, <laughs> the repercussion of the that is you've got dividends. 
You yep. got things because you took an action. It's a positive repercussion. But that accountability piece is almost just as hard as the honesty piece. So what I think helps with both of these, right, and they all lead one into the next, is being transparent mm-hmm. as like a third pillar for integrity. And again, I think with um, honesty and accountability and transparency, you need to have that for yourself first, and then you're able to actually give that to others or hold yourself true to what it is versus like folding to like what other people want to hear. Like how many, like with transparency, it's like being genuine and authentic to what your core values are. So we have a set of core values at Hidden Summit and you and I will take this and roll with it in later episodes and like lean into them and how they help you elevate your life, mind and body. But like, I know who I am because of what I've been through and my experiences. And my experiences made me feel a certain way, maybe good for a moment and bad for a long time, or maybe you know good for a long time and bad for a moment, depending on what happened. But through those experiences, either way, I'm able to build these set of core values, which lead into Hidden Summit, so then I can be who I say I am. And I can hold myself accountable by living this life and hold other people accountable because they want to live that life. And then with that, I will be completely fucking honest with you, whether you're doing the right thing or not, not to hurt your feelings, but to give you feedback. And I need to be more honest with myself. And I actually just posted about this the other day, this morning, actually. I was like, do this exercise. Like literally write down on a piece of paper, like everything that you hate about yourself on one side. It's really hard. But you know what's harder? Writing everything that you want to be. Everything that you want to live as and by and for. But then once you write those things down, and that list might be shorter than your other list, then just cross off everything you hate about yourself. Because there's no room in that for your life if this is what you want. And you do a very similar exercise with your clients. Your want and don't want list. I'd I'd love for you to lean into that. It's the first thing I do with every client. I have them get a piece of paper and on the inside, they write a circle, giant circle. Uh, The first time I did this was on a 24 by 24 sticky note. So literally a two foot by two foot sticky note. That is a big sticky note. (laughs) It's a big sticky note. Um, And on the inside, I have them write want. And on the outside, I have them write everything they don't want. And it's a timed exercise. And they've got five minutes. Limitless possibilities. And the whole goal of it is with time is to kind of create a crisis to get them out of their own way so I can actually know what they want without any fear of telling me and creating that time constraint makes them. And usually people are willing to tell you more of what they don't want than what they do want. They lived a life that they are so familiar of not getting what they want that that's abundantly clear. Kind of like all the things they hate about themselves are so much easier to say than what you, what you want to be, that that's what they focus on and that's what they create. So I bring them back to their want list. I have them pick their top three to five and I give them a very simple statement Then nothing else matters. If these are the things you want, then anything that is not these three to five things, the answer is no. Well, we got to love good internet connection and bad internet connection. But Stacy <laughs> is back, ladies and gentlemen. We missed the last of that statement. It happened. Oh, no. Yeah. 
So what we what were you cut out was on my end at least was um once we know what we do want we once we know what we do want I have them circle the top 3 to 5 and after that nothing else is on the table the answer to anything else for the moment for this season is no So if your top 3 things were family physique or finances and you had 15 other things on that list those are the top three you want right now, then anything else that comes up, and I always give a really silly analogy of like, if somebody asked you to go underwater basket weaving, like the... <laughs> I think Justin says that all the time. <laughs> you probably stole it, it from me. Now it makes sense. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it. It would just become more of the same. That uh, obviously you'd say no to that. But you do this very well in the things that you want that are really clear in your life and relationship. So if somebody offered you an opportunity that it didn't align to what your core values were right now, it'd be really easy for you to say no. Right. Because your yeses are so, so solid. And bringing that back to transparency, it is one of my favorite things to talk about. And I didn't come up with this, but it's something that I've noticed is that transparency in people yields more transparency in other people. The more authentic you are in all of your dealings, it's contagious. It gives other people the freedom to be authentic and not hide from who they are. And you are the catalyst in your transparency and authenticity for somebody else to have the freedom to do so and chase more of what they want. Because they've lived with what they don't want for so long without integrity. Right. Well, I feel like most people think that like, well, this is my normal now, mm-hmm. right? And I, I talk about this quite often. And I'm like, I go back to when I was young and I had this job and I made these bad decisions. It's kind of like, well, this is my life. We put the blinders on. Mm-hmm. And then we justify or convince ourselves to just stay in these, in these ways and keep these habits, whether they be good or bad, because that's what we know. And we forget that we're human and we can learn and we can grow and we can move and we can pivot. So I think like if we're going to give some actionable items for integrity, right? I, I love the first one that you said, like learn to say no. So like, I think number one is actually like make your don't want and your want list. And I, like ask yourself, like, why do you want these? And why do you not want these? Like, have a conversation with yourself. It's not crazy. It's just actually, like, breaking down logically, like, why this is important to you or why this isn't important to you. So, number one is, like, once you do that, like, you have a better vision and understanding and some clarity on what your core values could be. So, number two would be, like, from what it is that you want, ask yourself what type of person gets there. What core values does that person hold? And then see if it's really true to you. And number three, super important, learn to say no to everything else. The way I talk about it is I know what's priority to me. This is my priority list. I have my business, I have my health, and I have my relationship with Lacey and my family. If it's not on that list and I don't want to do it, no. If I want to do it, Let's see if it makes sense in, in this season of my life. Do you have a success story for yourself, a friend, a family member, a client where, you know, they have said no, they've understood like what they want and what they don't want, and they took action on it to see change? 
I think it's a really a personal story and one that people that I don't really share publicly, but it, it because it was such a test of our integrity and it involved the um one of our children. Like we have a child that we adopted that had serious mental health issues that wasn't safe to be in our home. And in that um in not having them safe to be in their our home, there was a bunch of legal things attached and there was this push by social services to put this child back in our home. And you would never do that. You wouldn't take somebody who had assaulted other people and put them back in your home. And the threat was, if you do not do this, then we are going to take you to court and file all these charges against you. Okay, go ahead. We hadn't done anything wrong. But in that it cost us $15,000 in attorneys, five years of time to hold the integrity of what we believe to be true until they saw it was true too, because they had a different perspective. They had a different narrative. How could anybody do this? How could you draw a line so hard? And it was holding that line and going, we're not going to move. This is what, these are our core values. This is what safety is. This is what our family is. And if it costs us everything, we are going to hold this line. It costs yeah. us our reputation. It costs some security clearance. Costs my husband some job possibilities. Um, though it was a civil case, not a criminal case. And it costs us a lot of emotional stress for, for five years. And it was about two and a half years into it where the system was like, we now see what we, you see. Thank you. Two and a half years in. But you're not free. Because there's no way for us to pay for the care of this child unless we keep this court case open. So you're still going to have to pay for attorneys mm -hmm. and you're still going to have to jump through all of the hoops, though you've done nothing wrong because we have no other options. What it led to was fortifying my integrity even more. That are you, say, are you who you say you are? when it could cost you everything. When the world is watching, because there are very few cases like this and being an advocate in this arena, people watched us very closely. And so it made the rules change for the game for other families. It didn't feel like that at the moment, but it is also the very thing that allows me to be so good at what I do here. Because people watched and not everybody knows the depths of the story, not like everybody knew the story of you yeah. and the shoplifting. Mm -hmm. is that we are also tested. And this is who we are. So, I mean, that's, wow, it's powerful, right? Because this has nothing to do with, like, if no one's going to see it or not. But everybody was watching you. So it's quite the opposite of what we were talking mm -hmm. about, but still rings so morally true to the cause of your core values and integrity being a major part of that because... You could have folded, but then how would you sleep the same at night? Would right? not be able to. So like the momentary stress, momentary five years, right? It's still, that was only five years. So perspective, when in doubt, zoom out. Who are you? Who do you want to be? How will you be remembered through this? And like the world's probably telling you like what a shitty person you are. But at the end of the day, like who gives a fuck what the world says? Because no one's going to remember that 100 years from now. Because we're all going to be dead. <laughs> and I think, Not only 
is nobody oh. going to remember it. But the impact of integrity changes lives. I could have folded and nobody would have known. But for every family that watched it or anybody listening to the story who doesn't know Kevin, who doesn't know me, this is actually, I think, our only our second public conversation ever. Yeah. Like, you might just be seeing us for the first time and going, they're different than I thought they were. You're right. We're different than you thought we were, but we're exactly who we say we are. And if you're just curious about it, I want you to press in because this won't be the last time we get to do this. And we're, we're much more alike than you, than you might know or think. And integrity is that piece of it, of being willing to hold the line for that when everybody's watching or nobody's watching. Absolutely. And I think like a positive consequences came after because Mm -hmm. you and your family were closer together and they felt safe and they felt, you know, at home and they didn't, you didn't feel, um, I mean, I guess just like you had let down all of you, all of who you were. Um, negatively, it only affected you in the moment because of stress. But stress comes and goes. So with integrity, like I think, like the the root is like if you can reflect on what it is that you're doing, which it sounded like there was a lot of reflection in that time, that period of time. And I'm, I would imagine, was it like really frustrating to hear like, "Hey, you're right, but we can't change." Hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Some and especially because you know I love control. Yeah. I love <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, especially at that time. Not so much now. I'm much more yielding now. But for people listening, these were circumstances out of our control that we weren't wrong in. And it still cost us something. And I think people have more patience when it's your own failure, when it's your own lack of integrity. You're like, ah, I did this, karma. This is the consequences of our, of our actions. I think we're all a lot more comfortable with that. Um, ethically, so to speak. But when you didn't do anything wrong, so to speak, and your integrity is called in the question, which when you live a life online tends to happen because people have opinions about about everything we do. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They're not afraid to share them. Thank you. We're here for that. Um, And it comes down to if you don't have core values and a way for making ethical decisions, what's your barometer? So how would you give anybody some guidance on how they can start making ethical decisions to have more integrity and be in line with who they say they are? Keep it simple, right? When when it comes to go back to how we defined it, right? Are you who you say you are, especially when nobody's watching? Now, if you're a dirtbag and you just make bad decisions all the time, like we can have a second second conversation about that. <laughs> but if you're morally good and you want to do well, I would say the easiest thing to do is look at who you are and what your circumstances are. Are you giving the power to your circumstances or the other people in your life? You may know these other people, you may not. Your circumstances are your current circumstances. They're not your forever circumstances. So if you're going to take action here to see yourself move in a direction where you can sleep better at night, where you can feel good about the decisions that you're making. Know this. It's going to be an uphill battle from the start. That doesn't mean it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be forever. That's what I'm trying to say. But what is going to happen is you're going to, you know, see, you're going to test yourself. 
because you're the one choosing to move in this direction. And then guess what? Life's going to hit you at some point down the line, and then you're going to know that you can handle it. So when you zoom out and you see like, well, this is where I am, and this is where I want to be, what does that version of myself do to get there? And it's not in one decision, it's in many little tiny decisions over an unknown period of time. That is the most actionable thing you can do. So, tomorrow, tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, write down a list of one to three things that you want to do today. And if you finish it, you're moving in the right direction. But if you don't do that, those things that you literally wrote down on a piece of paper or typed into your phone, ask yourself why. Did you really want to get it done? What excuses did you make? Did you give the power to the people in your life, the circumstances? Did you put others before yourself? Whatever the situation is, like that is the most simple thing that you can do. It could be with your health. It could be with your fitness. It could be with your food. It could be with your relationships. It could be with your finances. It could be with your career. Like, what are you doing to get a little bit closer? Because integrity didn't happen for me overnight. I still deal with it every single day. There, I mean, after the conference that we held, like for me to get up when my alarm clock went off for two weeks was fucking impossible. So you know what I did to increase my integrity in those moments? I just changed the fucking time that my alarm clock went off. Instead of hitting the snooze however many times I did. Which then led me to build the habit of like making it earlier and earlier and earlier. And then I was like, okay, I'm back. But past me would have just been like, oh, I just like to sleep in until 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, whatever it was. But I knew it had, that, that ruined my day because I felt rushed and I didn't get everything done. And I would, my head wasn't on straight. It's like little simple examples of like, what can you do to increase your intensity today is give yourself an attainable goal and then fucking do it. I don't know. That's, that's how I think about it. I'm black and white in those sort of things. <laughs> well, you and I are too much similar to be having this conversation, but I'm going to jump on it anyway. I love that example because in, if transparency yields more transparency, and we've been really transparent, sharing stories we've never shared publicly fully before, then integrity with yourself also is. Kevin very easily could have just kept hitting snooze. But integrity is like a muscle. It's you have to get the reps in. And he could have kept hitting snooze. And what would have happened? He wouldn't have gotten what he wanted. And that feeling on the inside, that energy of like, I didn't do what I said I was going to do for me, cost more than changing the time and honoring the promise that he made to himself. I see people overcomplicate it all the time. They make things too big. I always like to say, I, I don't like to use never or always, because you can never say you won't do something until you're in a situation that you have to make that decision. I'm never eating lima beans ever again. <laughs> ever. Ever again. Fuck those. My mom's like, here's lima beans. No, it's like gross, like mushy peas, and peas are even bad. Like I'll eat peas, I guess, and shepherd's pie or something. But you know, I'm so tempted to bring lima beans next week. I'm gonna now. throw, I'm gonna throw <laughs> a frozen bag of lima beans at your face. Oh my god! So, go. name one person who likes them. Do you like them? Are you I don't like... know that I've ever eaten one. Oh, I don't exactly. know that I've ever you eaten shouldn't. a lima bean. You shouldn't have to. They're not. <laughs> there are a million other vegetables to eat. 
eat those. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give a better example other than lima beans of things you should never say never to. Okay. When it comes to your integrity, I said I would never talk to Kevin. What? Yeah. <laughs> this is the first I've heard this. <laughs> but I came to him in summit as a client. And on that first level two call that I was on, you asked somebody a really hard question. I said, I'm never speaking to that man. I'm, I'm never, I'm never, ever going to do that. And I didn't for 10 weeks. My nevers typically don't stick that long. I've learned my lesson that when I say never, life is like, really? Actually, let's go ahead and do that. I was, just, we'll that, I was just that intimidating. <laughs> uh, actually, you weren't intimidating. It was your transparency exposed, made me feel exposed, which I don't do very often. I didn't do very often is that they're not not we're we're both getting better at that by the way are we getting better yeah we're getting so good we'll praise each other for that if you guys are in our lives and you're watching us you should tell us that we're doing a good job (laughs) and if not we're gonna think so anyway so it's fine (laughs) we know that we're doing better we tell each other um but your transparency and integrity that i watched from the outside led me to go, okay, this makes me feel uncomfortable and really vulnerable, but I'm going to take a risk and do it anyway. So when we give people these small things that they're going to hold true, that they can practice, it was small. I put up a big wall of, I am not going to do this. That's not who I am. I don't say no to much about anything or any challenge that's put my way until it was, do I really want to be seen on this level? So I compromised my integrity of being transparent and vulnerable and authentic out of fear of being seen by somebody I knew who could see through me until I didn't. And then it was like, I don't want to operate out of this place anymore. I'm going to step in and I'm going to talk to this man. And if I hadn't, we wouldn't be here right now. That's right. Small. So I think a good way to like rephrase that and summarize it is that maintaining integrity doesn't mean you have to be perfect with integrity. Mm -hmm. It just means like you call yourself out if something doesn't go according to plan or you, you react to a situation versus, you know, think proactively about it. And when we can do that, then we can reverse it. So it doesn't truly affect us, but we get ahead of it. So we move forward. Right. I think that is something like main, the maintenance of integrity means that we are human and we make mistakes and that's okay. So just know that if that does happen, like call yourself out on it and be like, okay, I can do better. And this is how I'm going to do it. And odds are, Stacey may say at some point in her life that she's never going to something again and be like, wait, I don't really mean that. Right. So, that doesn't mean she's going to do that way, but like it's a, it's a constant muscle we have to work this this integrity. Um, the other thing is like you know going back to what I said earlier, like potential dilemmas or obstacles are going to happen in your life. You know, I was just speaking with um, Kenzie on the last podcast, and she was like in the middle of her transformation journey, and then her fucking house burned down. So instead of like going off the deep end she was like i'm going to maintain here i'm going to do it i don't have a food scale i don't have access to my supplements like i don't have access to any of my workout equipment but like i'm going to manage and then when she got back on track however much long later she was able to jump back into it 
So like life will happen. You are human. And these things are the challenges that we face, right? We're not robots yet. Um, that's a whole nother podcast episode we can talk about. Um, I'm in the, like rewatching Westworld and I don't know if you've ever seen it. Have you? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's incredible. I'll just leave it at that. And, and you got to fly to over here. So like buy the first season on uh, HBO Max or Apple TV, whatever it's on. And it's on Apple. Um, and then like we have something to talk about all week. Um, okay. But until then, um, really like if we're, we're going to, you know, I, I, we've been, man, uh, let's, I want to keep talking about this, but I want to bring it back in another episode because I want people to like take this in. So like if we're breaking this down, Stacey, um, I'll say again, integrity is asking yourself, are you who you are, especially when no one's watching? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then our pillars are going to be honesty, transparency, and accountability. So if you can lean into those, right and understand that when you are transparent and you are authentic like that'll let you be more accountable to who it is that you want to be and then if you're honest with yourself that allows you to be have more integrity in your life those things are super important right integrity and in action doesn't have to be overwhelming remember what do you want what do you don't want why do you want it why do you not want it learn to say no define your core values literally write this down like, this will be super helpful. Like, no one had to know Stacey's, like, two-by-two two sticky note in the beginning, but it was there. So whatever you can do, like, make, write that down, right? Or you can do, like, my version of, like, write what you hate about yourself and then what you don't hate about yourself. I'm a little bit more cutthroat about it. But, like, leave that part of your life behind. You don't need it anymore. If you want to use integrity to move forward, all right? Integrity impacts us in positive ways if we allow it, and it can impact us in negative ways if we don't follow integrity. Or we have this facade of negative when we're holding our ground, as Stacey explained with her story. But at the end of the day, she knew who she wanted to be, and she rolled with it. And then the challenges that we face, right? Our circumstances, people around us, being human, time, stress, emotions, these things are going to try and deter us from being exactly who we say we want to be, this authentic self, this integrity-based individual. So if you can remember going back to asking yourself, are you really who you say you are when nobody's watching, you'll be able to move forward and really sleep well at night and truly move forward into who it is that you want to be. So, um, Stacey, where can everybody follow you on social on the social medias? Oh, on the socials on uh, Instagram, it's just going to be Stacey J Hansen. Okay, at Stacey J Hansen. Easy enough to follow along with. Uh, I'm yeah. at Cavan C A V A N T V underscore. Fun fact: uh, Thomas is my middle name. It's not for Cavan Television, although that really works out well, I must say. Um, so. We're going to do more of these episodes leaning into our core values and how we believe that these things will help you elevate your life. Um, because at the end of the day, 
we don't want to just help people with nutrition and movement. We love those things. But if we can help you be a better version of yourself to live the life that you want to live and elevate your life and those of the, the lives of the people around you, like then we're doing the job that we're born to do and we wake up wanting to do every single day. So if you made it this far, amazing. Thank you. I want you to reflect on this topic, really lean into integrity. If you have any questions, you can always email us at memberships at hiddensummitgroup.com. And uh, stay tuned because Stacy and I will be back real soon. I'm sure we'll have way more to talk about after uh, we get together next week. So I appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you soon. What's going on, everybody? Kevin here. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. And I wanted to take a second and let you know that if you have not downloaded it yet, our Peak Performance Blueprint is now yours for free. The team and I have put together over 100 videos, homework, worksheets, and different things for you to focus on developing a strong sense of foundation in your mind, body, when it comes to nutrition, movement, and your emotional state so you can progress over time um, by using these, using these tools um, forever, right? It's yours for free. Uh, when you download it today, this $2,000 value is yours for the taking. You can use it as much as you'd like. We want to make sure that you get involved. Uh, we are officially launching this on November 1st and it will be available to you um, ongoing. So please take a second and head over to stand.store slash hidden summit and download your new peak performance blueprint today so you can take advantage of everything that we put together inside. We're really excited about this. We know that you're going to enjoy seeing progress over time.